All right, Numbers chapter number 12, Numbers chapter number 12, and we're going to look at a few verses in this chapter this evening, and we look forward to what God has for us uh, in Numbers chapter number 12, and uh, we have just kind of settled on the subject of faith, and I revisited some truths, and we're going to look at some again this evening, and um, I enjoyed a uh, quiet day today, a lot of time to pray and study and get a lot of work done, and I just could not get away from this Bible study. And so um, I, I'm assuming because of that, somebody needs this tonight, or maybe we all need certainly need it tonight, um, but I'm going to uh, teach on what I feel the Lord would have me teach on tonight in this subject of faith. Uh, we're going to look at Numbers chapter number 12, and of course we know that Moses, uh, we've looked at several aspects of his life. We know he was a great uh, man of faith. He is listed in Hebrews chapter number 11 uh, in that great chapter on faith. And we're going to look at another uh, aspect of his life in his faith in his life tonight. And Numbers chapter number 12, we'll begin reading verse number 1. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Um, be careful. And the Lord heard it. Um, verse 3. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. And he said, Hear now my words, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. In the similitude of the Lord shall he behold Wherefore then were they not afraid? Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. Tonight I'm going to teach on faith in the midst of attacks. Or maybe another title for this is Faith That Brings Attacks. Um, I'll make some opening con comments in just a moment and uh, walk us through the story here again before we get to the truths tonight. Uh, but if you're going to live a life of faith, not everybody's going to understand it. Um, and there's going to be people who criticize it. Um, it's amazing how we as Christians, many times, we don't look at things the same way God looks at things. Um, we look, and certainly I'm not condoning this, the Bible speaks very clearly on it, but if, if someone's caught in, in adultery, we certainly think a certain way about that. But we think nothing about gossip and slander. If I understand my Bible, God puts gossip and slander in a worse category than he does the other. Um, I'm not teaching on either one of those things tonight, but I'm just pointing out um, that we, we, we need to look at things from God's perspective. And if you're going to live a life of faith, um, it is going to bring some attacks. Uh, some could be a great attack. It could be just something, somebody being critical and judging your motives. Um, isn't it amazing that people who 
say, don't judge my motives. They're pretty good at judging motives. Don't judge my heart. They're pretty good at judging hearts. I think there's a lot for us that we can uh, be reminded of as we look at faith in the midst of attacks, or, or another title, uh, faith that brings about attacks. Father, help us tonight. As we look in the Word of God, may it be our teacher, our instructor. And Father, I'm so thankful for the Bible. I'm so thankful because uh, your word is very clear on how we are to act as a Christian. And Father, may our goal, our desire uh, be to please you. May if nothing else tonight, may we put our eyes back on you or determine to keep our eyes on you and so that we please you. Uh, bless our people tonight for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, we find an interesting story in the life of Moses and Aaron and Miriam, his siblings. And if nothing else, uh, this ought to give hope to you moms and dads because the brothers and sisters fight and don't always get along. Uh, it happened in the life of Moses as well. Uh, but uh, Moses had done something that they did not understand or he married someone that they did not think he should have married or he, they did not approve. And if you notice verse number one, and Miriam and Moses spake against Moses. Now, the wording of the Bible is very uh, important, obviously, because it's God's words. Pay very close attention. They weren't just saying, Moses, what, what, why, why, why did you do Explain. No, it was, they spake against it. And in their, determin in their speaking against it, uh, they were speaking against him as God's leader, as God's man. They went further than just saying, uh, Moses, I just don't know that I agree, or, or, or I th I, why, why did you do that? In verse number two, we see their real heart, and they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? What does that have to do with verse number one? What does that have to do with who Moses has married? Uh, Miriam and Aaron had developed a judgmental, critical spirit about the leader that God had in their life. They had, Moses had done something that in their mind disqualified him from being their leader. In their mind, just disqualified him from being in that position to lead them. The verse 2 says this, in, are we, does God not speak by us also? They, they, attack, they were attacking the leadership of Moses. Now tonight, as we go through this, um, there's going to be several applications. There's going to be the, of the spiritual leadership. It is applicable to the pastor. It is applicable to uh, the, the under-shepherd of the church that God places there. Um, I know oftentimes we say, well, the church, they vote on this and they vote this, and, and that's true. But ultimately, the Lord is the one who puts his, his men in the pulpit he puts them into. And so it is applicable to the pastor. It's applicable to another area of, of spiritual leadership. Uh, it's applicable to the parent. And uh, I want our, our young people, our, our children, our teenagers, our young adults uh, to listen very carefully and understand this truth that uh, the Bible, you are supposed to honor mom and dad. If you live at home under mom and dad, you should obey mom and dad. I don't want to do what they say. Get you a job and go pay your own bills and make your own way. And guess what? You'll get to make your own decisions as long as your boss lets you get off in time. That's usually the way it works. 
Um, so you can apply this tonight to mom and dad. Well, I don't like the way the pastor did this, and so therefore, I don't think that I have to follow his leadership. I don't like the way mom and dad, mom and dad, if people knew how my mom and dad really were, they wouldn't think I should have, it has nothing to do with whether or not you should obey them. It has nothing to do with whether or not they're perfect or not. The Bible is clear on your responsibility. So they, Miriam and Aaron, are going to place themselves in a very dangerous position. I'm going to make some observations about this that I think can help us tonight. But as the story goes on, and it's something that you ought to underline in your Bible. Uh, I underline it. I was also uh, uh, studying 2 Samuel today, and, and um, another statement that jumped, jumped out to me, and it was just very simply, and, this, and it displeased the Lord. Uh, the two kind of tie together. Uh, God hears. God hears what is said. That's why you need to be very, very careful. Very, very careful in what you say. I'm glad nobody heard me say that. God heard it. I'm glad, well, well, it was just between us. No, it's not. God heard it. And it displeased the Lord. Now, the, the Bible tells us in verse number 3, Moses was a very meek man, but we see the story here. We'll come back to that in just a moment. Uh, God speaks and basically says, you three, you're coming to see me. Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. We're having a meeting. God comes in that cloud. And he speaks to them about Moses, confirms to them, this is my man. This is, I find this very interesting. I'll probably come back to it as we go through the the study. Um, He says in verse number six, and he said, hear now my words. If there be a a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. This is how God communicated to his people. He'll come to them in a vision. He speak to them in a dream. And then they would go, God told me this. But then notice what he says. He says in verse number 7, My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. I'm going to be so clear when he and I are communicating, he doesn't have to figure out what I'm saying. I might, I might have a, speak to somebody else in a dream, in a vision, so that they can communicate. But Moses sitting that way with me. He and I are speaking face to face. That, that's the leadership that I'm giving him. And similar to the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore, then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Uh, let me just pause and interject here. We need a revival in our churches and among Christians of understanding God decides who he uses. Not Miriam. Not Aaron. God decides. They didn't like who he married. And so they did, that wasn't the issue. The issue was, well, God speaks by us too. They were like the average independent Baptist preacher's fellowship. We have deemed he's no longer fit to be used by God. There's a lot of that that goes on. But God hears it. With him will I speak mouth to mouth. We'll come to it at the end. But the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And what's going to take place is God is going to strike Miriam with leprosy and show that there is a payment for speaking against the man. And more importantly, he represented the authority. Um, 
let me give you the outline tonight when attacks come because of your faith. See, Pastor, I'm not a pastor. I don't know how this is going to apply to me tonight. Uh, pastor, we're, we're, we're all on the same team. We're, 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 we're for you. We're with you. This is I, I understand that. One reason is because I teach on subjects like this. Well, you and I need to be aware that even if you're going to be a Christian mom and dad and you train your children in a certain way, you rear them in a certain way, that's going to draw criticism from other family members. That's going to draw criticism even from other Christians. Oh, I thought you said you were a Christian because, because you weren't perfect. There's a way we are to respond when that takes place. And if you're going to be a person of faith, you're going to draw criticism not just from the world, you're going to draw it from other Christians. Now, there's two sides of this coin I want us to look at tonight. Don't be one of those Christians. I've I've determined in my life, I've got too much to keep up with me to keep up with everybody else. And that's, that's that's good advice right there. You keep up with you and let everybody else keep up with them. Don't be that kind of a Christian who you're going to determine whether or not this, this person shouldn't have done this. You probably don't have all the facts, number one. And then I've, I have deemed that they shouldn't be able to serve in that way. They shouldn't be able to serve in that way. They shouldn't be able to serve in that way. They shouldn't be able to serve in that way. That's not up for you to determine. Um, so... This, can't, this is going to apply, and what do we do? Let me, make the fir- let me make the first statement tonight. When you face attacks in the midst of your faith, number one, don't defend yourself. Don't defend yourself. If you are going to live a godly life that is a life of faith, it's a life of obedience. You and I are not naturally godly. So if we're going to have anything godly about us, how does it come about? We obey the Bible. We obey the Bible by faith because God said it, we obey it. But we have faith and believe that this book is what we need to build everything on. If you're going to live that way, attacks are going to come. This is the church of faith. This is a church that has a foundation on the word of God. This world isn't isn't going to understand it. And while on the surface it looks like, well, I don't agree with what they did or what they did, what they did and, and, but what they did is they attacked and said, this person can know, Moses, you are not qualified to lead us anymore. You're not qualified to tell us what God has said because of this. But what did God, it doesn't matter what God said about it. We decided. We formed a committee. And we voted. And we decided... Because of this, you are no longer God can just speak to us. And God said, I heard that. But notice what Moses did. Verse number three. Now, the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. What a statement. Meek does not mean weak. It means the opposite of that. Strong. Meekness is restrained strength. Meekness is self-control. Moses probably could have handled Aaron and Miriam. But Moses never tried to convince them that he was still 
the leader of, of, of the people. He never defended himself. Can I, can I help all of us tonight? We live in a very hostile world. We live in this, this social, social justice world where everybody thinks they have a right to pick apart everybody else. Don't defend yourself. Well, you, you defend to me why you believe the King James Bible. Nope. If you're going to be a member of Emmanuel Baptist Church, I'll teach you why. But you don't dictate to me what I'm going to talk about, what I'm not going to talk about. Does this make sense? You get together as a family and, well, well, I, I know this, and I know you're trying to teach them this, but what, but what? Don't defend the Christian school education. Don't defend Sunday school. Don't defend the old-time way. Just you are living by faith. I'll use the, the, the Bible as an example. I, I'm educated enough. I can, I can communicate to you the, uh, much of the historical aspect of how we get God's preserved words in the King James Bible. But I don't have to because I accept it by faith. By faith, I believe, this is God's word. So I don't have to defend God Pastor, we got to defend God. Oh, really? There's too much defending God and not enough proclaiming the truth. Moses did not defend himself. He was very meek above all men. Meekness is not weakness. It is rest Moses restrained himself from defending himself. You know what your tendency is? Your tendency is to defend yourself. He did not defend himself. Moses was, was not trying to prove himself to the people because he was too busy trying to prove God and do what God told him to do. Um, just get busy obeying the Bible. Just get busy. I'm just rearing my children for the Lord. I'm just, I'm just, we're just as a church, we're just trying to, to do with this, this window that God's got us together on this earth. We're just trying to do the best we can reach as many people with the gospel as we can, be a blessing to as many as we can. We're, I'm just trying to please God the best I can. I don't have time to defend every little criticism. I hope this makes sense tonight. Statement number two, the attack on Moses was an attack on the authority of the Word of God. The attack on Moses was an attack on the authority of the Word of God. God had said Moses is the leader. Was there any doubt? So, when, if God wanted to remove Moses as the leader, God probably was capable, since he's the one who said he was the leader, was probably capable of removing him as the leader. So it's really an attack on the authority of the Word of God. Teenagers, young people, listen to me, and parents, listen to me. Whenever, a whenever there's a rebellious child in the home and they refuse to accept the authority of mom and dad, don't take it personal. It's not an authority on mom and dad. It's an authority on the Word of God. It's an attack on the authority of the Word of God. It's because God has ordered the home. God has established the order. And the attack on Moses was an attack on the authorities. It was the rebellion on the authority of the Word of God. You know, this is really the battle for today. Well, I don't. I, our parenting, in many cases, is backwards. We, the, the parents, go to the kids to find out what 
they should do instead of the parents telling the kids what they're going to do. I just can't. I can't. I, what an abusive home. Their mom and dad tell them what time to go to bed. Tell them what time to get up. Tell them what they're going to wear and not going to wear. Tell them what they're going to eat. I can't believe. No, it's an attack on the authority of the word of God because God has said that's the way the home's supposed to be. And when, it, when, it, when, a, when a young person grows up in a home, saved or not, but especially a saved uh, individual in a saved home, and they don't honor mom and dad and disrespect all of the hard work, all the things mom and dad did, that's not, that, it, you can say it's because uh, my, my parents did this or my parents did that. No, you're rebelling against the authority of the word of God. Um, it was an attack on the authority of the word of God. Number three, God's wrath is kindled by those who question His word. Verse number two again, and they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? And he, hath He not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. It was in a questioning His word. Hath not God spoken by us? Pastor, that's just, a, that's just an innocent question. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't need to listen to him anymore because hath not God? We, we, we are in that same place as him. That's not what God had said. Look down at verse number 9. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. Why was his anger kindled? Was it because, you know, they... I, nothing even pops in my mind. We know why it was kindled. It was kindled because they spoke against his authority. Because this is what a lot of people don't like. The only authority as the pastor, as that pastor I have, is this, this book right here. And if I'm preaching this book and you have a problem with it, you do not have a problem with me. You have a problem with God's authority. It is still in the, the, a pastor-led church is still in the Bible. I know it's 2020. It hasn't been cut out. Well, I just, I, this, is the, this is a new day. This is, that, this, I don't take it personal. Uh, because God's authority, but God's wrath is kindled by them. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's kindled by those who question his word. Don't think, Christian, this will help you tonight. Don't think. You can put a question mark on God's word and God not hear it. You can talk about it with a buddy. Well, I just don't know if that's really what it says. I don't know if that's really what the Bible means. And the Lord heard it. God's wrath is kindled. Number four, I'll move off of that. Number four, it's even worse. God's wrath is kindled at those who attack his man. Say, well, it's not personal. Well, Moses probably felt like it was personal. And you know who else thought it was personal? God did. It was God whose wrath was kindled. We see it in verse number nine, which we've already read. If a man is faithful to hold to the word of God or proclaims it faithfully, I'd be very cautious of attacking or rebelling against that man. 
I don't, I don't understand this. And I know we don't have a problem, problem here. I, I, as a side note, I, I was speaking to our investment banker today who's become a friend who helped us get the financing, is going to help us get the future financing. And he just brags and brags of save man. He says, Pastor, I've been in dozens of churches, and there's just something about your church that's obvious that they love. He said this, these are his words, that's obvious that that church loves God and they love you. I said, well, one out of two is pretty good. So uh, he said, so, so this, we do not have an issue. But I don't want us to have an issue. But let me just say this. If you joined voluntarily, nobody's making you come. And some of you, you have an excuse to stay home. You have a certain age group. Um, so I don't understand why someone would attack the leadership that God has placed in a place because of whatever issue. But let me just remind us, if, if, if we all of us got to be very careful, and let me just break this down, not just to the pastor tonight, but to any spiritual leader, including the parents in the home, children, young people, teenagers, kids, you need to be careful speaking against mom and dad when they are simply doing their best to uphold the word of God. But God's word is kindled. I made a statement a couple of weeks ago that there's a lot of, there's a lot of individuals that are going to go to an early grave because God has said, if you don't honor your parents, if you honor your parents' it's long life, read the book of Proverbs, what God says about causing grief to your mother and your father. God takes that seriously. But I can also say this in context of what we're teaching tonight. There's a lot of Christians who are going to the grave early because they attacked the man of God. Because they spoke against, not a perfect man, but the man who represented the authority that God had placed. Now, if you want to disagree with me about Taco Bell... That's just one other thing you're wrong about. Fine. I'm not, I, I'm not even going dis, to discuss that. Well, Pastor, which do you like better? Do you like, do you like, do you like um, Taco Bell better or do you like Moe's better? Hey, why does there have to be a loser? I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all good, right? Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. If you don't like, if you don't like, if you, if, you, if you don't like the sports teams that I happen to like, that's okay. If you don't like my opinions on things, I, that's okay. But when I preach this book, you be very, very careful. What did you think about that? I didn't agree with that. I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's what... And I don't think we have a problem with this, but I want us to not have a problem with this because God takes it very seriously. Because it's not about me. It's about Him. It's about the authority that he has set, and God's wrath is kindled. Many Christians have had their lives destroyed because they rebelled against that one who's only being faithful to proclaim the truth of God's word. I, I believe we do. I hope you look past the man and just hear the word Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I hope you. Consider what God is saying. 
that's how we get fed spiritually. Uh, but we need to be reminded of that. I'm going to give you number five in just a moment, and I gave you everything that I gave you to get to number five. Everything that I gave you is true right there in the text, and it's good, and it's good for us to be reminded. But the main point I want us to get to in faith in the midst of attacks or faith that brings on attacks, because especially in the day we live in today, as polarizing as our society is, and all you have to do is look at what is going on in our nation during the, this pandemic and coming out of this pandemic and what organizations are okay to go forth and what organizations in some states are not okay to move forward. Um, abortion clinics can just run right along. I guess it's because those patients are going to be killed anyway, so they're not worried about a virus. Um, it's polarizing. So if you and I are going to live by faith, if we're going to be a church that moves forward by faith, we're going to have our fair share of criticism. I wish I could say all, everybody we come in contact with, and a lot of times it's, it's Christian people, and they just, and we got to be careful in this. We don't think it's a big deal by just saying, I don't think they ought to, I don't think they should, they're qualified to do that. I don't think they ought to be able to do that. Or why would pastor let them sing in the choir? Or why would, why would, they, well, they're an usher? Well, I mean, why? It's amazing, all the people who use the people who are doing that, they're not doing nothing, by the way, but uh, we got to be careful that we don't fall into that. And it's not our place. It, it is, you know, if there's something that the pastor needs to know, I'm, I'm welcome to hear it, uh, but it's not our place to determine who God uses and who God does not use. I think I've made that point. But we're going to have to deal with this. We need to be very careful because there are consequences when we step outside of what God has established. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good to be reminded. But here's what I want us to see, and this is, we, we need this amongst Christians, and I certainly want it to be true, and I believe it is, but I want it to be true of the Emmanuel Baptist Church and of you and I. In this whole story, God heard it. God says, it's time to have a meeting. Moses Miriam, Aaron. God defends Moses and says, he's the meekest man on the face of this planet. Quite a statement. Then he goes into telling them with the prophets, I'm going to speak to other men. I'll give them a vision. I'll come to them in a dream, and, and they'll go, and they'll tell the people. This is, this is what God has said. But not Moses. I just talk to him. I just give my mouth to his mouth. Moses, you go say that. To think about that, it's just an amazing thing to me. Go, go say that. This is, this is my man, and so if there was something that I needed to remove, I would take care of it. And then the Lord just abruptly, in verse 9, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. No, I guess there was no debating with God. Or, I reject your assertion. Or, I want an apology for your tone. There was none of that. God left. Verse 10, the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Think about everything that Miriam, who is the leader, he said, how do you know she was the leader? 
because God smote her with leprosy. Speaking against the wife and what she did, she had an issue with Moses and made it about Moses' family. Made it about Moses' family. Then, murmuring, we don't, need to have, we're not, we don't have to listen to him anymore. And so then God hears it. They've gone through all of this. How do you think Moses feels in this? You think, I mean, Moses is the one who's been made an issue. Am I right? Now, the anger of the Lord is kindled against Miriam. Miriam becomes leprous. So what does Moses do? He gets on social media and thanks God for justice. He calls his best friend and he says, look what God has done. I knew, see, I knew God would come through and God would make it all right. Verse 11, And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. Number five, the proper response to God's judgment on the attacker. Moses went to God on behalf of Miriam. See, you can put a steeple that on top of your roof that reaches to heaven, but that don't mean that building's full of Christians. This is getting down to where we live because our tendency when we see, I'm telling you now, I've already said it, we know it, we as a church have seen it to be true, you speak against God's word, the, the payday is coming. It's coming. You speak against God's man, you try and hurt God's man, the payday is coming. Our flesh, when we see it happen, huh, I guess they should have listened. Don't look at me so piously. But what did Moses do? He's looking at God's judgment. And he goes to God on Miriam's behalf. He cried out unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. Verse 14, what was God's response to this? And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had not spit in her face, would she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that let her be received in again. And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. So he says, There's going to be a punishment. But after seven days, he healed her. It was because Moses went on her behalf. Our responsibility is to handle us. When we live by faith, by the word of God, God is going to bless that in his timing, in his way. There's a statement that, is, is I, remind, that I remind myself of, the, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, it's, but it's along the lines of the, the, the and I guess it's all jumbled my mind now, but the, re, the greatest reward in doing right is just doing right. 
And if I have a Bible position, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Why? Because it's a Bible position. And we'd be good, we're better off as, a, as, as God's people to not determine our position by what is popular, not determine our position by what is prevalent. This is a Bible position. And so when we face an attack because of our faith, or we find ourselves in the midst of attacks because of our faith, what is our response going to be when God vindicates? Because God does set things in motion. It is going to happen. What is our response? Do, do we pray for our enemies? Or do we try and fight fire with fire? Oh, well, I, let me tell you what I know. Hey, so-and-so, just want you to know, so-and-so said, they didn't think you ought to be able to do this, and you ought to be this, and you ought to be this. Well, well let me tell you what I, Moses proved in verse 13, 14, 15, what God said about him in verse number 3. He's the meekest man on the earth. Quite a compliment. Hey, why, why could, how could he be that way? I mean, how, how many of you, how many of you, you men have a, have a little sister, a little sister, younger sister? You'd have let her rot in leprosy, wouldn't you? That shows you the greatness of this man right there. No, he he lived by faith. He he was a man of faith. He was a meek man. He wanted to do the work of God, the will of God. He understood that that was his responsibility. Um, Dad, before you can lead your home, you've got to lead yourself. Mom, as you rear those kids, you've got to you've got to you've got to lead yourself before you can lead those children. Um, if you it's true in business, it's true in anything, but certainly in Spiritual application, we've got to take care of us. Um, I've, I've got just a minute. I, I, I've been, I was reading this week, and a lot of the background of how the SEAL teams work together. Um, I've been doing their workout, as you can tell, but um, that wasn't a joke. I don't know why you laugh. Um, and the emphasis was, and this is what was by, I was reading about a retired CEOs, um, and the emphasis is on the duty of every individual performing their duty. Whoever's got the responsibility of the radio equipment, making sure they don't just have the equipment, but it's where it needs to be. It's been tested. There's extra batteries. There's all those. And this person's got their... Uh, their vehicle, and, and this responsibility, every person doing their duty and worrying about their duty, and ultimately, if everybody would perform their duty the way it should be, them fulfilling their responsibility is actually what would protect the lives of their teammate. 
And you can make that application really in anything, but certainly not in God's work. Can we not make the application? If I take care of me, that's the best thing I can do for, for my fellow brother and sister. Because if I'm not taking care of me, I can fall and be a stumbling block for somebody else. If I take care of me and my responsibility and I respond how I'm supposed to respond, I do what I'm supposed to do, then that's the greatest service that I can do for those I go to church with, my family, is be what I'm supposed to be. Um, it's, a, it's a great burden on us. And let's, let's continue to live by faith. But as we live by faith, there's going to come times where people are like, ah, I just, I don't understand. Don't, don't worry about defending it. You just keep obeying God. You just keep doing what you're supposed to do. Let God worry about that. And we ought to, it ought to break our heart because we know that how God's going to respond to it. But then let's be the kind of people who would go to God on their behalf. Uh, that's tough, isn't it? Now let's, live, let's live by faith. Father, help us tonight as we uh, take these truths and incorporate them in our life.